0: The comparison between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton clearly reveals a two-tier justice system. The DOJ indictment of the former president has a stunning effect on Trump's poll numbers. Plus, Tucker Carlson continues to be a target for Fox News. All that and more, I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13 Minute News Hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with former President Trump and the two-tier justice system that exists in America. It is a justice system that we've seen become weaponized under Barack Obama, and it continues under Joe Biden. If you recall, it was the Obama administration that started spying on the Trump campaign based on a false document created by Hillary Clinton's campaign. This led to Obama's FBI to go after General Michael Flynn and the same FBI to decide not to charge Hillary Clinton with any crimes. And that brings us to the present day, where we see the dramatic change in the application of the law regarding Trump as we saw regarding Clinton. Now, before we get into that comparison, I think it's helpful to note that this case against Trump is bogus on many levels. The first, is that presidential records are governed by the Presidential Records Act, which is a civil statute, not criminal. The fact that special counsel Jack Smith is pursuing a criminal route is just another indication that this is all about getting Trump and not following the law. Here's Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett explaining the Presidential Records Act and how it has been applied in the past. It's the main defense and it's the prevailing controlling
1: law, the Presidential Records Act, a civil statute, gave Trump the right under the law to maintain custody and control of papers, whether they're classified or not, Sean. Uh, It's a civil, not criminal statute, because it's a specific statute. It takes precedence over general statutes.
0: Okay, there's two key points to take away from that clip. One, the Presidential Records Act is a civil statute. So the fact that Jack Smith is making this a criminal case should certainly raise doubts as to his and the entire Biden administration's intentions. And two, those records that a former president retains can be classified or not. Much has been said about a president having the power to declassify any document that he wants. That's true. It's also true that that power exists while the person is president and not after. You can't declassify something when you are no longer the president. But that power to declassify doesn't matter at all regarding whether a former president can retain those documents. As Jarrett notes, classified or not, a former president can retain documents. Here's more.
1: And indeed, for more than a decade, the Department of Justice agreed with that. It became their own established standard. They even argued it in federal court in the Bill Clinton case, stating emphatically that Clinton was entitled to keep whatever he wanted after leaving office, whether it was classified or not. So that's Trump's main defense. And the judge in the case endorsed it. The judge ruled the National Archives doesn't have authority to decide presidential records and that seizing them from a former president is
0: unfounded and contrary to the law. Great explanation there on what a former president can and can't have. He basically can have whatever he wants. Which, by the way, is quite different than, say, Joe Biden, who has all those classified documents sitting in his garage at a time when he had never been president. Then on the Fox News program, host Sean Hannity brought in attorney Alan Dershowitz to explain the two items of the indictment that he thought were the most troubling. Look, there are only two paragraphs out of only almost 100 in the indictment that Donald Trump has
1: anything to worry about. they are paragraphs 34 and 35. THAT DISCLOSED THE TAPE, THE uh, CONSENSUALLY RECORDED TAPE THAT TRUMP uh, ALLOWED TO TAKE WHEN HE SPOKE TO A WRITER ABOUT A BOOK CONCERNING MEADOWS IN WHICH HE ESSENTIALLY ADMITTED THAT A DOCUMENT THAT HE SHOWED HIM, MAYBE JUST FLASHED IT IN FRONT OF HIM, WE DON'T KNOW, COULD HAVE BEEN DECLASSIFIED, BUT IT WAS NOT DECLASSIFIED. THOSE ARE THE ONLY TWO PARAGRAPHS, 34 AND 35, THAT
0: I THINK ARE unanticipated and he has anything to worry about. Okay, let's dig into this one. Dershowitz is saying that of all the items in the indictment, the ones talking about Trump knowingly and willfully showing classified materials to people without security clearance is problematic. In a sense, he's right. And those of you who are longtime viewers of this show know that I always tell it like it is, and I'll continue to do that regardless of who I'm talking about. Trump flashing classified documents in front of folks was wrong and dumb. But here's the thing, part of Jack Smith's angle of making this a criminal case is that somehow flashing these documents in front of a few folks represents espionage in an effort to harm the national security of the United States. Does anyone out there think that our national interests were harmed in any way? Of course not. The idea that Trump was committing an act of espionage is just ridiculous, and again, it shows that the Biden administration, in classic banana republic style, is trying to use the power of government to take out Biden's leading political opponent. And that brings us to the obvious two tier justice system. All of the items that Jack Smith is charging former President Trump with could have been levied against Hillary Clinton. What Clinton did was far worse, and yet no charges were made against her. There appears to be something
1: of a double standard here. I mean, if you look at let's just say the Hillary Clinton case, because we know a lot more of those facts at this mm-hmm. point. We know that in her case, Clinton destroyed documents, thirty thousand emails, uh, the, the the famous bleach bit uh, software. So we know that she actually destroyed evidence in an ongoing probe. And then we had this unprecedented, uh, strange moment where James Comey, head of the FBI, came out and said, essentially, declined prosecution, which is not even his role. That's supposed to be the attorney general. So the Dems at that point really seemed to be making it up as they went along.
0: Hillary Clinton is investigated for having classified information on a personal server. She was never president. She can't do that. She then destroyed the evidence. She destroyed Blackberries with hammers. Remember that? that actually happened. And then to circle back to Jack Smith, Smith's espionage angle, experts say that it was almost within a certainty that Hillary Clinton's server was hacked by the Chinese and other governments, thus actually hurting the national security of the United States. And no charges were brought against her. This is our two-tier justice system, and it's playing out in front of the American people. We need to either root out this leftist deep state or it will destroy the country. All right, next let's talk about the fallout for Trump in the eyes of the voters. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, so now that the Trump indictment has been issued, the next question that should be on people's minds from a political perspective is how does this indictment affect voters or overall support for Trump, who is not only a former president, but he's running for president again. He's, the lead, he's leading in the polls, not only among the Republican field, but also against Joe Biden. What effect does this indictment have on the race for president? Well, a number of news outlets have been out in the field gathering information, and the results are stunning. Here's CBS News.
1: Start with Republican primary voters, because we're in the heat of this campaign. They say it does not matter. They expressly say that this will not change their views. And maybe that doesn't surprise. They've been with Donald Trump for years.
0: So 61% of Republican primary voters said the indictment will not change their minds, with another 14% saying it does change their minds, but for the better. Only 7% said it changes their minds for the worse. Here's more.
1: What's interesting is the why. When you ask if they're more concerned that this is politically motivated or if there's a national security risk, they come down heavily on the politically motivated side. That's 76% of them saying that. And, you know, what's interesting about this is, you juxtapose that against the broader public, who is much more split, and in many cases, the public says, these aren't mutually exclusive. It can be in part both. But the Republican primary voter, Donald Trump is still on top, and this hasn't changed anything.
0: So that's CBS News. Over at ABC News, they must be scratching their heads at their newest polling data, which show that Trump is actually more popular now than he was last month. There's some new polling out this morning on former President Trump's favorability with voters, and this poll was conducted after the indictment was announced, and it appears to show some good news for Trump.
1: That's right. When you look at this latest ABC News Ipsos poll, what we find is that the number of Americans who view Trump favorably has gone up while the number of Americans who view him unfavorably has gone down.
0: So interesting. That's a six point swing in one month toward a more favorable view of Trump. Six points. And that's among all voters, not just GOP primary voters. Also of note from the CBS poll shown earlier is that Trump also rose in polling over his rivals in the GOP presidential nomination. The CBS poll has Trump at 61%, followed by DeSantis at 23%, Senator Tim Scott and former Vice President Mike Pence each at 4%, and former UN Ambassador and South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley at 3%. So the Democrats were trying to bring down Trump in the eyes of the voters with this indictment? It is definitely not working. Okay. Next let's talk about Tucker Carlson, who has not lost any momentum since being unceremoniously removed from the Fox News primetime lineup. It's important to remember that Carlson was taken off the air, but Fox is still trying to hold Carlson to his contract, which means he can't do other programs until his contract expires, which reports is near or right after the 2024 elections. Well, that hasn't stopped Carlson. His latest venture has been on Twitter, where he has now posted two shows, The first running around 10 minutes long and the second coming in around 12 minutes. The first show has been viewed over 114 million times. The second show, which was posted on Thursday, has been viewed over 54 million times. Those kind of results are not sitting well with the executives at Fox News at all. Tucker Carlson dropped a second episode of his new Twitter show. This despite facing legal threats from Fox News over claims that the former host violated his contract by launching his new show. In the second episode, he gave a monologue about social taboos and how things are defined in the United States. Now, according to Axios, following the release of Carlson's second Twitter video, Fox News sent a cease and desist letter to the conservative talk show host, claiming the Twitter broadcast violate Carlson's current contract. Axios reports that Fox continues to pay Carlson, and thus wants him off the air until that contract expires. Carlson has responded by saying, His Twitter posts represent an exercise of the First Amendment and says that Fox News has committed material breaches of his contract. As far as the show is concerned, Axios reports that even though the first two installments were straight-to-camera monologues, Carlson will iterate with, quote, longer, more varied episodes and the addition of guests. Episode 3 is scheduled for release on Tuesday, and it will cover Carlson's response to the Trump indictment. The fact is that Fox News messed up and removed their single biggest show of their entire lineup. Now they are scrambling to fill that void. And in the meantime, just like Bud Light and Target, consumers are moving away from products, in this case, a news network, that doesn't align with their values or gives them what they want. There are many choices in news and Fox News is now being hit with the reality stick. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show is one sheet, is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one she gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.